Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. And today, because it is the last day of the month, it is the money hotline. So I have people write in, I take comments from uh, Instagram, all places like that. And I answer one of them because it's a hotline, the money hotline. So today's question is one that I love answering. Um, And it's, I keep dipping into my savings, what do I do? Like, how do I stop dipping into my savings? So let's get into it. Now, when I was 19, I saved 15 grand. And then when I was like 25, I saved like another 25 grand. And one of the biggest things that made a difference for me was learning how to not dip into it because it would have been so easy for me to just carry on taking from it for like all these random things that were happening all the events that my friends were going to you know and it would be so much easier to just go oh just dip a little right into my savings like it's this kind of mindset thing around this idea of what those savings are for which brings us on to the first tip which is around around having a purpose to stop dipping into your savings you want to have a purpose for that money and it needs to be quite a strong emotional purpose now when we have an emotional reason or a motivation towards something we are more likely to stick in alignment with it so for example if you are saving for an emergency fund or you're saving for you know a trip to mexico I think you can imagine which one probably has a stronger emotional pull, the excitement of going to Mexico, right? However, that being said, even though an emergency fund sounds pretty boring, it's quite adulty, if you are somebody who really values security and safety with money and you're not that much of a spender, you might actually find it easier and more motivating to save for an emergency fund because you are leaning into and feeding that part of you that needs safety. So it's just about starting to understand like, what is my why? What is the reason of me saving this money? Like, what do I want it for? And maybe you're just saving and you don't have that purpose. So therefore you keep dipping into it. Or maybe you do have a purpose and it's just not strong enough or you don't feel connected to to it enough. And one thing I always say is about making sure your goals are your own. So like if you are saving for a house, for example, and you find it, you're finding it really hard. You're finding it really hard to not dip into it. You're finding it really demotivating, very like long and boring. Ask yourself, is this a goal that I actually want? Or is this a goal that I've been told that I should want? Because sometimes it can be an indicator or a trigger of whether that is your goal, whether that is a goal that is important to you or whether you're just being made to do that. So it's sometimes a good highlighter of those things. Now, the stronger the why, the stronger the purpose, the stronger the pull for you to save and not dip into them. This is why sometimes creating different pots for different reasons can be so helpful because if you have one pot that says like holiday fund, one that says emergency fund, one that says, I don't know, 
new haircut fund, you know, like new house fund, all these different things. And you have little pictures and you have visual aids that is going to help you know that that money is there for that. And it is not there to be taken out to pop down the high street and buy something or to go on holiday with your friends. It's there for another purpose. So having a why, having a purpose when it comes to saving is so important. Okay, number two is about understanding your emotional triggers. Now, this person didn't, they didn't tell me like what, what it is that they're dipping into their savings for. So some different things could be, maybe you are, you're getting financial FOMO and you just find yourself dipping in for random shit that you don't even remember or really care about, but just because your friends are doing it and you don't want to be left out and you're like, oh, I want to be able to do it all. So you're dipping into your savings. That could be one of them. Maybe you are getting emotionally triggered to impulse buy something. So for example, maybe sadness is your trigger. Maybe boredom is your trigger. Maybe stress is your trigger. Like there might be an emotion or a set of emotions that have led you to believe that when you feel that emotion, your go-to coping mechanism to change how you feel is to spend money. Because the thing is, emotion and feeling drives our behavior. It's definitely with money. So finding out what is the emotion behind the behavior. Now you might notice patterns, you might notice triggers that keep coming up. And the only way you can do this is by practicing mindfulness. So when you spend money or when you go to dip into your savings, you oh have a moment of awareness. What, what am I feeling right now? What's going on right now? What has triggered me? Is this something that I've felt before? And you might over time notice a pattern. If you don't, and you're like, it's a range of different things, then we can get onto that. But if you are finding a pattern or a trigger, then you can go, okay, well, first of all, what do I need to do to feel that emotion less? Maybe there is something that's really triggering you and it actually is not about the spending. It's not about the dipping into your saving. It's not, it's what is that emotion trying to tell you? Maybe it's telling you you're unhappy in your job or unhappy in your relationship, or you're taking too much stress on or taking other people's stuff on. Like the Dipping into your savings is just a byproduct of something subconsciously that is going on in this scenario whereby you need to look at your emotional triggers. So it's just about understanding what are these triggers? What are they trying to tell me? And the quicker you get at being mindful and spotting them, the quicker you can like stop and like catch it before it continues, basically. Okay, the next thing is about, I just want to touch on this idea around FOMO and around like, wanting to do everything and I feel that because I get major fucking FOMO about so many things like I want to be able to do all the things and I definitely did not do all the things when I was like um when I was like 19 and I was saving I definitely had to say no to some things but I also just had to be really savvy so I was like I'm saving for drama school that's a really emotional like strong motivational goal for me that's fine but there are other things that I want to do. So in, so I was putting all of my like remaining money from my paycheck towards things like holidays or nights out with the girls. But I wasn't like spending money on clothes. I wasn't spending money on just like takeaways. I wasn't, there were certain things that I wasn't spending money on, which allowed me to spend more money on those other things while still saving. You can have the balance, but it's just a matter of picking like what are your priorities. But also if you are somebody who like saves loads and you've gone you, you like you've gone one way where you're literally saving everything 
it's a bit like a restrictive diet. If you have said you are not allowed to spend on anything, you can't buy takeaways, you can't get Ubers, you can't go on nights out, you can't do this, you can't do this. Like, let's say you're saving for a house and you're being really strict. At some point, that scale needs to tip the other way because it's too weighted on one side. So if we take like restrictive eating, for example, it might tip the other way and you might end up like you have one fucking chicken nugget and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to go crazy. Not that chicken nuggets are bad. Chicken nuggets are the best food in the world. But do you know what I mean? Like if you've denied yourself of some of that good stuff, it's going to tip the other way and you're going to end up binging. You'll binge eat, you'll binge shop, you'll binge spend. So finding the harmony between the two and like sort of, I guess, applying the 80-20 rule where it's like 80% of it, you're kind of being being good, you're sticking to the plan, but 20% you have treats. And this is why having a fun fund can be so important. So a specific set of money that you put aside for fun so that you're not dipping into your savings because you go, I already have allotted some money from my paycheck, from my monthly money towards fun. So if it's financial FOMO and it's because you're not having fun, that is going to allow you to specifically say, this money is for that. And it's going to feed that part of you because you'll say to yourself, I know that I can't have everything, but at least I'm having some of it. And then it's really just about working on your relationship with money and asking yourself, like, do I believe I'm worthy of having savings? Do I believe that I am capable of holding onto money? Because there might be something going on there on a subconscious level, which is around this idea of not being able to hold on to money. So you might be saving it, the act of saving it might happen, but then you're dipping back into it because on a subconscious level, you have a belief that like you're not worthy of having money or you aren't good enough to like, or capable enough of holding on to it, or you usually spend money as quickly as you get it. Like there's so many different things that could be going on. And this is why knowing what your money beliefs and your money mindset is so important because that allows you to work through those emotional blocks. And you'll be surprised how big of an impact doing the money mindset work has on little things like dipping into your savings. Now, on a practical level, the question I was asked would ask is, are you trying to save too much? Is your budget or your spending and saving plan unrealistic? Because this can happen when you are excited about saving, right? You want to put away as much as possible. You've got a big goal. Maybe that goal is coming around quicker than you think. Maybe, you know, maybe it's that you have a really high target that you want to hit. Whatever it is, but are you being unrealistic? Are you trying to save so much on your paycheck that you are not leaving yourself enough money to spend for the rest of the month? Because we live in a world where we have to spend money. That is just life, right? And at the moment, I think everybody can say, like, it's given the cause he lives. We've definitely felt the crunch. Like, I know that I have definitely felt the impact of things getting more expensive. So therefore, with the money that you have, because our money's not gone up, well, it might be some of you, but you know what I mean, um, that that money is not going as far. So if you are trying to save a large sum of money, but you are not leaving yourself enough money outside of that, you're literally just setting yourself up for a loss. It's like that scene in Bridesmaids when he's like, you have to get to the end of the plane. You have to get out of this cabin in 10 seconds. She's like, oh, I can't do that. You're setting me up for a loss. What a great film Bridesmaids is. Honestly, I quote Bridesmaids constantly. I quote Bridesmaids and I quote Stepbrothers and I quote Mean Girls religiously. And I am not ashamed of it. Anyway. So yeah, be realistic with your budget. Okay, number two is around automating your finances so that your savings are automatically being taken from your paycheck and they are being locked away. Bye-bye. 
bye-bye savings. You're not thinking about it. There's no emotion involved. You're not even having to worry whether it's happening or not because it's just happening. And then it's being put not into a current account, not into a little pot that's like right next to your current account. It's being put into a separate savings account that you cannot touch. That could be one that you set up and you never set up the bank details for, but you can transfer money, but you can't take money out. Maybe it's to a locked away savings account, like whatever that looks like. It's like you are putting friction between you and your savings. So you're like, I do not need to worry that I'm going to dip into it because if it's too easy to dip into, you're going to dip into it. If you're out and about, you're having a nice little time, you see something in the shop that you want, that you get that rush of like excitement. Maybe it's adrenaline because you found a bargain. Maybe your serotonin is low, so your financial decisions, you don't have as much resilience and willpower. Maybe you're getting that dopamine rush because you want to like buy some clothes and you see something. And in that moment, you're fighting logic against emotion, right? The logical part is like, babes, you can't afford this or that's not in your budget right now or you're saving. And the emotional part is like, I want this thing. And you're going to convince yourself of all of the things to convince yourself like, this is okay. We can have it this one time, this one time. We'll figure it out in the future, right? You're fighting those two energies against each other. If your money is in an account that is really hard for you to get to, let's say you have to like download an app, then you have to like reset your password, then you have to get the email, then you have to create a new password, you know, you've got to do all of the things, then you have to transfer it over to yourself. All of those, every single extra step is going to make it one step harder for you to get hold of that money. So whilst it might not work all the time, it's going to stop you from randomly moving money over from your savings and dipping into it every now and again. So automate your finances and lock your savings away. Put friction between you and your money to make it harder for you to just dip into your savings. And now this is a kind of combination of emotional and practical. Um, You want to have visual aids. So whether it's a vision board, whether it's uh, like a screen background on your phone or on your laptop, have visual aids of what it is that you're working towards so you are reminded of it constantly because the more that you see it the more that you believe it is possible the more that your behavior will act in alignment with what it is that you want so like when I was saving I had a massive fucking vision board and in the middle it said 20,000 pounds and I had all these pictures of all the things that I wanted to do and I looked at it every single day honestly it makes such a difference so it's basically re-triggering in a good way your brain to be those visual aids are basically helping you to go oh this is what I'm working towards oh this is my bigger picture oh this is how I'm going to feel when I have those things so you want to pick pictures and words and imagery and colors that make you feel excited and motivated about what it is that you are working towards if you're saving for a house for example put up pictures of what the house could look like put up pictures of a beautiful kitchen put up pictures of a girl like fucking dancing around a kitchen with I don't know like a, I was gonna say a flower pot in her hand I don't know why she would have a flower pot in her hand in the kitchen who knows who knows have whatever works for you but have these images that create emotion inside of you. So that's one thing. Maybe if you are saving up money to set up your own business, for example, you could like have pictures of you working on the laptop, on the beach, sipping a cocktail. There's pictures of the sea. There's pictures of a sunset. Like you're showing the lifestyle that you're going to have by saving that money. And that's going to allow you to act in alignment with that version of you now which therefore means your financial habits and behaviours are going to align and are going to get you there. That's why having it on your phone is so good because if you're out and about or you go to like go on your phone to do it, you can like have a little look and be like re-tap in and remember my why. And obviously this goes back to the first one, but if you can actually have visual aids, that is so freaking helpful. 
So the key thing here is that with our finances, you still have to make decisions between do I want this? Do I want to save it? Do I want to spend it? Do I want to save it? Those decisions are always going to happen. Now, hopefully, as you get older, you will make more money, you will attract more money to yourself, and you will have more to spend or more to save or more to enjoy. But at each stage of your life, you have to take into account like, yeah, there's all these gazillion things that I want to do. But there's also all these gazillion things that I want to do in the future as well. The future thing requires saving and investing. And the, and now it requires, you know, well, not requires, it means you want to spend money and enjoy money in the now. You can have a balance of both. At different points in your life, say you might save more, you might be spending more. Like, let's just say, for example, like I saw an amazing TikTok. It was from Buki. Uh, Pookie Smart, who um, she runs a page called Save, Spend and Invest. And she's got a TikTok and it said like, um, I've just, she's been saving loads. She's been saving for a house. She's been saving for like four or five years, but like really like going for it. Now she's bought the house. She's like, do you know what? I'm just going to have a bit of fucking fun. I'm not going to save. I'm just going to enjoy spending my money. She went on a shopping spree. She did all of these things. And it's like, that's amazing, right? Because she looked at her financial goals. She hit a fucking huge one, buying a house. And now she's allowing herself a bit of fun and a bit of freedom. And then she's going to rein it in. And I did the same thing when I went to Australia. So I saved all of that money. I then went to Australia. I spent it all and I allowed myself to have fun. I know I wouldn't be saving in Australia because I didn't have a job, but I allowed myself to enjoy all of that money. When I got home and I got my job back from, it was like August to December and I was making money again, I just let myself live. I was just like enjoying my money, doing my thing. And I knew that in December, come January, I'd be saving again. So it's like, it's okay to like balance it slightly differently. It's like, you're just in your saving era. You're in your saving era and you can use language like, that's not in my spending plan right now because I'm going to be going to Mexico in two years or that's not in my budget right now because in a couple of years, I'm going to be running my own business and living the high life, right? So you can add on caveats to you saying I can't afford that it's not in my budget and re-reminding yourself of the why we love we love so hopefully there are some tips that can help you to not dip into your savings um and I hope you have an amazing week thank you for tuning in share this with anybody who you feel needs it and I will see you next week 